Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 21 of the Phone Buzz Podcast, recorded January 21st of 2020. <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah, no, right. We've got a great show for tonight. Apple posts some surprising sales figures for 2019. Google gets ready to shoot themselves in the foot yet again, and we debut a new segment. My name is Evan Krauss. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How are you, man? I'm good. Good. And uh, Christian Crawford. hey What up, what up, what up? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Got any uh, juicy stories for this week? So juicy, juicy. Oh, juicy, <laughs> yes. Uh, I think... Uh, I think Zach and Evan have some. I know. I definitely do, but you might as well start because okay. mine's going to be a little bit. Yeah, so... I threw we, these in the notes like two seconds ago, so this is all just from like instant memory. So <laughs> go ahead, Zach. <laughs> so the other day... The other, the other day, day... A gentleman walks in to our work and do, 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 do. He, he comes in and he's like, uh, yeah, I just... I need, I'm here to get my phone replaced. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, is it uh, an iPhone? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, do you have Apple Care on it? He goes, no, I don't have Apple Care. I said, well, <laughs> we can we can replace it, but it's gonna be full price. He goes, no, I have U.S. Cellular Insurance. They told me to come over here. I'm like, we don't do U.S. <laughs> cellular Insurance claims. We only do Apple Care claims. And he goes, no. He goes, this is exactly what Al said. <laughs> Al said that 50% of people come in here and they leave happy. 50% don't because you guys don't know what you're talking about. You guys need to be trained better. And uh, Oh, yeah, Al. I know Al. Yeah. Of course. It what? Was me and another one of our coworkers were working. And we're just like, no, like we don't do U.S. Cellular claims. If you, pay, if you somehow pay U.S. Cellular for AppleCare, yes, we can help you out. And he goes, you guys aren't trained correctly. This is a disgrace. You guys should be trained better. Uh, give me one second. Do you have a phone I can use? Right, like, yeah. So he calls up and he goes, Is this Al? And he's like, Yeah, he goes, Hey Al, I was working with you a little bit earlier. They say they can't do your insurance do your do your insurance claims. And he's like, Uh and he's like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Well we get our manager over there and <laughs> the guy That's the part that I kinda overheard. Yeah. And the guy puts our manager on the phone and she's like Hey, is this Al? And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, So did you tell him that we do replacement phones? And he's like, Well, yeah, you guys do. She goes, No, we do repairs through Apple Care. Uh, we don't do anything replacement. So I don't know why you're telling him this. Uh, do you want to speak with him again? <laughs> and then he's first like, of all, I love that our manager. She's like, she she's really nice to your face, but she'll get her point across in just like the coolest ways. Like I love just, it. it's like so, so passive aggressive, it. but still aggressive. She's so good at it. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like, oh, sweetie. She's it's like, like one oh, of those. Here's yeah. a knife in your gut. Yeah. <laughs> so she hands the phone back to the customer, and he starts talking to him and everything, and he's like, yeah, I guess I was like misinformed, uh, but it's all run through their Geek Squad Apple certified. So, mm-hmm. uh, and so he hangs up the phone, and it, and our manager. <laughs> um, nice save. Yeah. She he. She's like, hey, let's go over to Geek Squad. And so she brings him over to Geek Squad, and he sits down with one of our agents there. And me and our coworker, who we uh, pissed us off really bad, yeah. they're sitting down. The guy, uh, the agent, grabs the guy's phone, uh, starts typing on the computer, and we're like, oh, we know he's looking up the IMEI to see if he has Apple Care. 
And then we all suddenly see our agent shake her, shake his head no. <gasps> and then uh, next thing you know, here comes this phone again, Whoa. pulling out and on the phone with Al. And then he hands the phone over to our agent to talk to <laughs> Al one more time. Classic. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And then our other coworker walked over there. And sure enough, he was like, yeah, like, what U.S. Cellular has to do is they have to run through a Shurion, and a Shurion contacts up, and we can be the pickup point. Yeah. But none of the process is going to run through us. Ugh. And so the guy gets up, storms out mad. And the best part is, like, he tried to go through the inter doors, which don't open. <laughs> we just kind of so, stood there. Yeah. That's always the best way to cap off an angry visit. Yeah. It's just drop something and go through the wrong door. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the thing about those like insurance claims and things like that. It's like we get we understand that you're frustrated. Like we get that all the time. We totally get it. But be frustrated at the right people, and things will get done. Like that yeah. just exacerbated the situation. Well, the, yeah, and that was the worst part was because like. It wasn't even the fact that, like, he was just mad that his phone was broke. He was just, he was mad because U.S. Cellular told him to come over here and we were telling him something else. Yeah. And, like, one of the lines he actually used was, why would a guy who worked at U.S. Cellular for 10 years tell me the wrong information? I remember you saying, and like, then, a veteran at U.S. Yeah, Cellular or I, something. I was like just that. like, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> why don't you talk to one of our veterans in mobile? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's what gets me, too, about, like, I because I've done that, too, where I've called carrier stores in town to be, like, you guys have been giving people this information for like three or four times now like this is wrong like here's, here's what you should be telling them and like i'm sure there's some things that we say wrong too but like it's it's so constant the misinformation that people get where they're like and this one's understandable too because i mentioned this last episode when i worked uh support for samsung and people would come in and they want their phones flashed and so they're still coming in two years later after yeah. that program's ended and they're like well i just went to the sprint store and they said you guys had a special tool that you could diagnose my phone nope. and i'm like let me just break this down a little bit <laughs> first of all no <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm like yeah that ended two years ago so i'm sorry they told you that but it's just that happens all the time they just Ridiculous. get misinformation and then they get sent over to our place and then they're like and then it's our well, fault yeah and it's like what well, do you mean you guys don't do debt and it's like well we don't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> here's what you can do. Here's what you can do about it. But, oh, man. I can't just magically do it for you. Right. After not doing oh. it for so long. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Now that you asked me for the 20th time, I can do that. Yeah. Like, again, Ridiculous. Anywho. What you got, Evan? You had something. So, I'll give you two of them. Okay. Um, so, actually, they weren't any people that I had to deal with today. I did have my fair share of very rude customers. I don't know if it was just the day or what, but everyone was kind of on a little something today i don't know um but she um, um our boss was actually working with um the customer and well the lady was intoxicated of course very drunk um <laughs> luckily i wasn't with the customer so i was kind of overseeing it or just like watching over um and she was like hey can you fix this for me <laughs> so she sat down with her and she started going through the motions and she she ended up like being really loud and obnoxious and of course at the same exact time um, another one of our coworkers um, was working with a customer with a track phone issue well the lady on the left was getting very frustrated like to the point where she was there for about three hours just being on the phone oh. um, and track phone had ended up telling her hey buy this $20 top-up card and we'll apply it well when they after she bought it, they applied it, and it didn't work. 
it failed. And so she was freaking out because she's like, where's my $20 going to be back? And then the drunk lady was backing off her. And of course, like one was backing off the other and they're getting louder and louder and louder and louder to compensate for each other yelling. Uh. And so it was just like, it was just like a massive like argument in mobile. It was terrible. And of course, finally a drunk lady left. She actually tipped us. She oh. tipped us a $20 bill. I was like, oh. okay, you can come back. <laughs> but the other lady, like she was there for probably another hour and a half. So she was there around like four hours. Yeah. And nothing got resolved we couldn't like give her her money back for the card because it was used yeah right we can't we can't return those um so she was super angry and then we had the problem was we used one of our um track phone sims well her phone wasn't a smartphone we only carried the smartphone track phone sims and Uh. so the person the we ended up getting over to the um like the supervisor on track phones in and they're like oh yeah that card expired (laughs) well no the card's they don't expire. That was just not the right kind for the uh, phone. And so she was like put, blowing all this smoke up this lady's butt. We were trying to fix it, and we couldn't, obviously, because we didn't have the, the tools to be able to do that kind of stuff. Right. And so it was just like a – I mean, it was bad. This lady was so Damn. angry. But she was – luckily, she was one of those people that, like, she understood that there's only so much we can do. Right. And she wasn't mad at us. She was just yeah. mad at them. But, I mean, it was the thing where, like, she would hear something and then slap her knee and get up and start pacing, like, stuff like that. Like, she was, like, that mad. Oh, when you start shit. pacing – you're angry. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was not having a good time, but damn. It was just wild. Damn. That always cracks me up how many drunk people come into oh my come into those places. Any drunk people that goes into a retail store and expects a positive outcome. Like the mom <laughs> that, and her that's kid. That's laughable. Yeah. Like the mom and her kid. You've I know you've helped her, Brittany's helped her. Um but she like comes in all the time and she's drunk with her like four year old kid. Oh. She didn't drive there, did she? I'm sure she I did. No, who you're talking about? I'm not sure who you're talking about either. Pre- but. Prepaid lady, the one that that always has like really messed up hair and comes in. Ne- you've never seen her. Next time we work together and she's in, I'll point her out because <laughs> you'll you'll recognize her when you see her. Fair, but yeah, mm. huh? It happens. Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> Don't go to retail stores drunk. Nothing's yeah. nothing good's gonna come out of that. Don't probably. Don't go anywhere drunk unless it's the place <laughs> that sells alcohol. Like. Also, also a good, uh, good. Also, piece of don't advice. go anywhere while you're drunk because then you have to somehow get there. <laughs> Unless I mean, it's be Taco drunk Bell, at home, and, <laughs> and you're in an Uber or <laughs> Lyft, Taco Bell yeah. or Lyft. Yeah, shout out. You grab an Uber just to take you to Best Buy while you're drunk. <laughs> get fifty percent off your Uber ride using promo code PhoneBuzz. Not really. Don't, don't do that. But if you try <laughs> enough times, they'll see it and they'll be like, "Oh, they probably need to get sponsored." <laughs> Legendary. Uber, Uber everywhere. <laughs> I've never been to Uber Jobber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's All right, boys. On. So uh, we're going to switch up our fake news segment this week. And so this week we actually have the phone buzz, not fake news. So what we're going to do here is instead of us guessing um, what the fake news is and what the real news is, uh, we're all going to take turns presenting articles that were just outlandish or that just like kind of caught our, our caught our eye this week. Excuse me. Um, so, without further ado, who would like to go first? I think I think Zach should go first since he actually thought of this. Okay. Can you first? All right. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. So. I'm going to take a drink every time something ridiculous is said. Me too. <laughs> do you hate that awkward moment where you're in the bathroom and yes. then you're wiping and you run out of toilet paper? Of course. All the time. It is now solved, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to running out of toilet paper while sitting on the toilet with the Charmin robot. What? Robot? <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been stranded on a toilet bowl without toilet paper, you know what an unfortunate situation this is. Charmin just revealed a robot 
that intends to solve the age-old issue. The robot delivers a fresh roll of Charmin to you so you won't have to be left in a bind ever again. <laughs> Wait, ro- quick question. You might answer it. Does this work with non-Charmin ultra, like toilet paper? I, I don't have that answer. How is, how's that going to know the difference? Yeah. It, could, it could do like an Apple thing where it's like, oh, no, that's not an Apple battery. Screw you. It just, like, <laughs> just spits it out like whenever you put a dollar in the machine. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. The robot is part of a trio mm. of conceptual prototypes that Charmin will unveil at this year's uh, CES in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, there's nothing quite as comical and unfortunate as having to use a toy as having used a toilet, only to realize that uh, there's no toilet paper. Correct. If you're lucky, you might be a love. If you're lucky, you might have a loved one nearby who could throw you a lifeline. But every <laughs> one of us is bound at some point or another to be stuck without any help on a toilet, paperless. <laughs> but what if you could simply pull out your phone and order a tiny robot to provide that lifeline you so desperately need? <laughs> It sounds like you need a robot, a toilet paper delivery robot prototype that Charmin is going to unveil. Damn. I think I, I think getting caught on the toilet, just like taking a fresh dump, you think life's good. Like taking a fresh dump and you realize there's no toilet paper there. That's probably the closest that most civilians get to like wartime. And, like <laughs> massive panic like hearing, yeah. hearing enemy fire overhead. Like that's probably the closest we get. <laughs> Yeah, but with this robot, too, you don't have to do that awkward, like, duck walk across the oh, room. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> we have to, like, halfway put your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> hope you don't get poop on your... Or get, <laughs> put, a, put a towel on and hope to God it doesn't hit your skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> just load your butt crack up. <laughs> At that point, you just take the L and then throw the underwear away. <laughs> now, this is a smart product I can get behind. Holy. Oh my gosh! And then Please can, tell me that's real. Yes. It's oh, real. okay, okay. Damn. Oh my god. A picture. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> oh. Like I know this is called the phone buzz, not fake news, but oh my god, that is actually a life changer. Do you have any uh, pricing or anything like that? I know uh, it's not unveiled yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. Although didn't um, CS just end, so wouldn't it have been unveiled already? Yeah, you, th- you think, but yeah, I don't know. Unless maybe. Or maybe they announced the announcement at CES. Yeah, that'd be my guess, because it still says that they're conceptual prototypes. Damn. Um, yeah, so it's not anything here just yet. I mean, the alternative is to just put all your toilet paper next to your toilet. in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys do? You have, like, what, 18 rolls in there? Yeah, we went. We did the Sam's Club route. And, Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ballin'. Yeah. I like it. I still have to. Uh, I still have to order the stuff I was going to design your bathroom with. Yeah. I still have plans for it. I'm still skeptical about it. Yeah, you I'm should really be. I'm <laughs> really heavily disappointed, Tori. You should not give this man this much power. Well, okay, I'm It'd not going to be comfortable with the dollar amount I'm spending on this. As so a... I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just got to accept it. I guess so. Kind of as Kanye said, no one man should have all that power. So. <laughs> no one man should have all that power. And we just got demonetized. All right. Uh, Evan, would you like me to go next, or you want to go next? I'll go next. Okay, all right, go for so, it. So, surprisingly, it actually is toilet-related. <laughs> <laughs> of course it Not is. Not surprised. <laughs> the phone was toilet segment. <laughs> So it's not it's not as good as yours, but I'll take it. So it says, one rarely gets to combine the word toilet and Bluetooth or wireless. 
but this is 2018 after all. So it's a little older. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but today it's not. <laughs> Shown at CES earlier this year, the Kohler Numi uh, Porcelain Convenience offers personalized settings that let you fine-tune every option for your exact preferences. From ambient color lighting to wireless Bluetooth music sync capa- uh, capability <laughs> to the heated seat and foot warmer. Play your favorite music and podcasts. Oh. You know, the uh, shout podcast. out to the podcast. Toilet coming um, in near you or under simply, you. <laughs> <laughs> simply stream wirelessly to any device enabled with Bluetooth technology. Store MP3 files to the SD card or plug in your device <laughs> using the aux cable. <laughs> Other upgrades include power save mode for efficient, for energy efficiency, uh, emergency flush, um, because, you know, when you take too big of poops and it doesn't go down, yeah, you have no. that option. 100%. Um, and intuitive touchscreen remote. From its striking form to its exceptional water efficiency, the Numi toilet marks a new standard for excellence in the bathroom. Enough said. <laughs> Pretty good. So so I'm just imagining the interaction. Somebody comes in and they're like, hey, where are you guys' SD cards at? <laughs> and you're like, you're like okay, yeah, yeah, let me show you. They start at like 16 or 32 gigabytes or around like 14 bucks uh, to start. Like, what do you need it for? They're like, oh, I just need to load some music onto it. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Is it for like a phone? It's for like, like, uh, it's like for my toilet. Yeah, yeah just for my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I had the aux cord, but the aux cord frayed on me. So <laughs> if you look at it, oh we'll, we'll have to post a picture on our Twitter or something. But it's just like a big box. Oh, like, that's it's strange. It looks like you could fall into it. Yeah, that doesn't look fun. And like the little screen on the side. I don't know. Like, ah, what do you weird. need a so, touchscreen remote for? That's what also, I'm saying. Like, is it a bidet? It doesn't it doesn't go enough into detail. There better be a bidet. So this toilet kind of reminds me of a Bob's Burgers episode where it, they find a magic toilet, and it's just a smart toilet. It is all it is. Is that the one that they find on the side of the road? Yes. Okay, I've not seen many episodes of Bob's Burgers, but I have seen that one. Yes. So huh. I do have a price. Uh-oh. Um, Can I guess it? Hold on. So the description is one-piece elongated dual-flush intelligent toilet with skirted trapway and standard remote. Yes, go ahead and share your price. Is it five ninety nine? I, you I'm, said five hundred ninety nine. Five ninety nine. No, I'm gonna go way up. I'm gonna say twelve hundred. No, are we? How far you're, off? You're okay. way off, both of you. Who's closer? You. Three thousand dollars. Twenty five hundred. No. no. We still keep going. Keep Eight ninety nine. Double that. Hey, keep going. Five grand. Keep going. Are you shitting me? <laughs> keep going. Eight grand. <laughs> so it's nine thousand dollars. What? But. Currently, there's a 20% off coupon that oh. drops it down to $7,200. Oh, thank God. <laughs> for all of your derriere needs. It's pretty good. Wow. Oh, it comes white. That's it. You can get a standard remote or a premium remote. Let's see what actually makes that a price, too. I have a question. Why oh, it don't... up to $9,360 with the premium remote, originally $1,170. Oh, boy. $11,070. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why don't toilets come in brown? Why is that not a color option? Like, I understand aesthetically why it's not a color yeah, option. But that's like, why. Because I don't want to... If I went to somebody's bathroom and they have a brown toilet, they, what did they do to this toilet that turned it brown? Well, you no, wouldn't see, be able to tell. Sometimes people forget to flush in their toilet. And, you know, if you have a brown toilet, then the poop, you know, are you trying it to blends subtweet, in. Are you trying to subtweet your roommate over here? No. Oh. No. no. It was no. him that forgot. Hey. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that leads, you know, even higher option to, or... um. <laughs> Higher chance of you, you know, forgetting to flush because you don't see the poop in the toilet. This is true. You know? I just wish we could have, what if you had, like, dyed water? Like, what if it, you could have, like, black water at the bottom? That way you're turned, like, you couldn't see it through it. <laughs> I mean, that would make that problem worse, but I'm just saying, we could do some things here. What if there was, like, a translucent toilet? I'm revoking your ability <laughs> to decorate my bathroom. I won't touch the toilet. How's that? But I will 
touch everything else. Me? Jamona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll get into my art. I, I think it's hilarious that both of your guys' were, were toilet. Are you not <laughs> surprised? <laughs> I'm not super surprised, but I'm kind of surprised. Okay. Uh, launched in May 1997, WhiteHouse.com originally hosted uncensored discussion of government policies, end quote, but later began adding adult content in the interest of profits. The site was controversial for being accidentally visited by people interested in viewing the U.S. government's website and even received a cease and desist letter from the Clinton administration in December 1997. Uh, the site has since gone uh, through numerous revisions and rebrandings, labeling itself as a free speech forum, real estate hoster, yellow page-esque search engine, yes, true, and today it markets itself as a place where, quote, hate does not live, end quote, and seems to be an anti-Trump news aggregator. It's pretty weird if you check it out. Um, at the peak of its porn hosting days, it's estimated that WhiteHouse.com was making over a million dollars a year in advertising revenue. Um, and the owner was allegedly approached by someone in the adult industry willing to offer over 10 times that amount to buy the domain. Oh but gosh. he allegedly declined. He did huh. decline. It's it's public fact. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was super interesting. I don't even know how I came across this um, or, like, why I came across this. It was, like, a like a random Wikipedia entry that I saw. Um so I was like, all right, I'll bite. And uh, apparently the guy stopped posting porn on it because his kid was now a kindergartner. And he's like, yeah, I don't want my kid really like running across porn, like looking for looking for the United States government information. Wow. wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, WhiteHouse.com until uh, about 10 years ago was a porn hoster. That's are, hot. Are you on the site right now? It's I, not. It's not browsers.com. Please sponsor us. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, shout out Adam. So shout out Adam. <laughs> I am on the website right now. What you see? It's, no porn. It's a terrible website. First of all, yeah, it yeah. Really, it looks like um, the iOS six. <laughs> <laughs> it has three polls on the side of it. One is, do you approve of the job Trump is doing? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, no is winning at fifty-seven percent. Okay. Uh, the second one is, should Trump end the DACA program for illegal immigration children? And yes is winning, 55%. And then, it's phrased in, in a pointed way. Anyways. Yeah. And then <laughs> the last question is, do you think they should raise age to buy rifles to 21? Yes is also winning that one to 63%. What a weird website. Um, but strange. then other than that, the whole right side of this website is blank. And it's just like... <laughs> In the middle, just right down the middle, there's like, it looks like a newspaper article column. It yeah. just runs it looks all very, the way down with a bunch of different questions and stuff. It looks very web 1.0, if you know what <laughs> yes. like, yes. like just forum board. Like it looks, it's it's nothing. There's nothing there. That's um, strange. But anyways, I, I don't even know how I came across that. I was like, all right, I'll click. It's great. I'll click it. <laughs> you just wanted to watch the porn, Christian? Come no, on. I no, I don't even know what that is. What is that? <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. That's what they all say. It's not anything I'd click on. All right. It's something that you watch, you watch on your $7,200 toilet. <laughs> With Bluetooth capability. That's right. <laughs> warning, warning, warning. Warning, warning. <laughs> Please go back and listen to last week's uh, fake news segment if you, if you don't catch that reference. So good. All right, boys. Should we get into the feature stories tonight? Let's, Let's it. get it. Let's get it. All right. So um, this is actually an update to last week's S20 rumors. Um, and this comes to us from 9to5Google. Uh, though I purposely waited as long as possible to write show notes for the S20 last week, shortly after recording, I read another series of leaks that somewhat contradict what we discussed last episode. Um, and then, so here, here it is. Uh, so rather than including 
differentiating, uh, excuse me, let me go back, take two. Rather than differentiating which phones uh, would have the 120 hertz screens and which phones would have the quad HD screens, uh, it seems that Samsung will pack all of the above into the entire S20 lineup and then let users decide how they want their device to function. Um, because last week we mentioned that some devices may get 120 hertz, some devices may get quad HD, but they would not get both of them. Um, but the most recent leaks suggest um, through screenshots that a user toggleable setting will be available that puts the display into either 120 hertz full HD mode, so like 1080p, um, or you can go to quad HD at 60 hertz, which is like kind of what you're used to right now. So, so you get both options right out of the box, but you have to choose. Yes. So the physical oh, hardware is there. Like I the like phone, that. the phone technically could do 120 hertz and quad HD, but the software limits it to one or the other. I like that. Yeah. So that's uh, that leads into my question. So Evan, does that change your opinion of what we discussed last week? I can't rem- quite remember. I think you were on my side where you said you'd rather have the 120 hertz screen at full mm-hmm. HD. Yep. Are yep. you are you a fan of this move? I like that. Um, I think I, I really like how the, how oh oops knocking things over. Oh. I really like how they did that. Um, you know, having the option it, for it to be there, but you do get to choose because again, the the person might like that specific you know the specific size or something like that yeah. um, for a reason. And now when they get to choose that, that opens up a lot of um, people's options for for which phone to go for, right. um, as well as. I feel like there someone's gonna find a way to get both. Absolutely. Like you know it's there. You know it's gotta be there. Yeah. And so I think that's just a good good opportunity for that to to start. And on that same news leak that I saw, uh, it was actually from Max Weinbach, who's from XDA Developers, who's like the the rooting community. They're big into that stuff and software. And uh, his tweet was like, "You better bet we're gonna find a quick way to like unlock right. both of those." Right. And exactly. I believe it. Yeah, that's um, cool. I like it. What does does that change your opinion at all, Zach? Like, are you are you more a fan of this phone now? I think I'm that holds less true? of a fan. What? What? Yeah. Why? Because like, it's you, now we have a phone. Be like, well, we could have gave you best of both worlds, but go f yourself. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. but it like, is a little bit of a tease. I it, it's a little bit, but like we said last time, that's hundred percent. It's because of the battery on that mm. thing. So yeah. like, bearing that, like, let's say if you did have. 120 hertz and quad HD. Let's say your battery life was cut by like a third. Are you still are you do you still want that on there? Like what? So so I'm saying <laughs> like I'm not gonna okay lie. okay okay. So let let's saying like okay you have two options right now. Quad HD, which is like 2K resolution yeah. at 60 hertz, which is what your phone has right now, or um or full HD 1080p at 120 hertz, like this ultra smooth. That's what it. That's what the two options are going mm-hmm. to be. You're saying I want to have best of both worlds, but let's say that cost you about a third of your battery life. Would you still want that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You would take a third battery life hit to have both of those things. Well, I mean, the things last longer than a day now, so what's a third of your battery life? Debatable. I mean, they do last a day on a fresh battery on a new battery, but like, let's say you use that for a year, like that's gonna definitely cut your. Whole... It's time for a new phone anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to this podcast, probably, but like if you're most people that buy a phone, you're going to keep it for two, three years. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. like, put your mind in like the average consumer who doesn't, you know, get a new phone every well, year. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess that's unfair. Like to you, to you personally, would you want, True. would you yeah. have that? Yeah, I would take the third hit. Damn. Okay. Personally. Because I, I would like, I'm never, I'm probably never going to keep a phone for a full two years. 
fast right, as 10s right, max. Exactly. So I, I mean when you think about it, like there are all of these options that will give you more battery. Like having the ability to have, you know, integrated um, wireless chargers and battery packs. So mm-hmm. it's like you can, you know, take that hit because you just slap a battery case on there and it's going to last you. You know, that's going to give you that third back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's I am kind of torn on this one because for the most part, I do fall into the category of like, I believe that if they pack a feature on a phone, you should be able to use it and not have to disable other things. And I think most people agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and that's why I was so disappointed with the Pixel 4. It's like, if I use the phone how it's made to be used, I shouldn't have to suffer through usage. Like, I shouldn't have to suffer through battery life. And so, like, this is kind of one of those where I almost teeter on the other side, where it's like, I would rather, and my opinion hasn't changed on this uh, from last week, I would rather take the full HD, the 1080p screen, at 120 hertz because I think I would notice and I think most people will notice that extra smoothness versus mm. the higher the higher uh, screen resolution that you're really physically can't even see anyways. Uh, that's that's still where I fall on that. I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, like, just I think of, like, watching a YouTube video, you know, yeah. something like that, or even just, like, watching Netflix. There are still all of these parties that not all of them are 4K yet or 2K or 1440p. Like, you're still averaging a lot of 1080p videos yeah. so it's like when you get the the extra ability to have that um very fluid feeling you know ease of use kind of um option you know 1080p yeah. is not so bad i mean yeah the other thing too is like even uh God, i love high refresh screens even when you're using one on like a mid-range phone it'll still make the entire phone seem faster mm-hmm. because it seems more responsive to your to your touch and so um even if you had the same processing chip on the same phone um like you'd have you'd have one person look at two screens. You could have like an S10 with like the 855 in it, and you could probably have like let's say a Moto G7 mid-series Snapdragon chip with a high refresh screen, and people would probably say the high refresh is faster. So like they're it's definitely gonna be a big marketing thing that they push, but for sure, yeah, that's cool. Um, but anyways, uh, that was just an update to the story. Um, I thought it was interesting. That seems like a much more Samsung move to me, honestly, than what we had discussed before with them limiting um, like physical hardware on one phone. Um, and instead giving you the choice like they normally do. So, Anywho, let's move on to the next one. Uh, so the latest research uh, report from CIRP, which uh, it's a consumer something report. I actually need to look up what that stands for. Uh, my bad. Uh, suggested the iPhone 11 series has been well-received, and with a combination of iPhone 11, 11 Pro, and 11 Pro Max, uh, they account for 69% of all iPhones... Nice. <laughs> nice. Of all iPhones sold in the United States between October and December 2019. Don't leave the man hanging. Zach, don't leave the man hanging, Zach. There you go. Nice. Uh, <laughs> unsurprisingly, the cheaper iPhone 11 was most popular, accounting for 39% of all iPhones sold. And the year-old iPhone XR also continues to sell well as it's newly reduced at its newly reduced uh, $599 price point. Um, and then, just a side note: as always, Apple does not release official unit figures for hardware sales, so these numbers are based on analyst surveys. Um, when you compare that uh, the holiday iPhone lineup uh, between 2018 and 2019, the report suggests that the average selling price fell from $839 in 2018 to about $809. So that's just average price that people are spending on one unit. 
Um, the data also suggests that the consumer uptake rates of higher storage tiers is lower than previous years. While more than two-thirds of iPhone 11 Pro buyers bought 256GB or 512GB models, the majority of iPhone 11 and older iPhone models were the entry-level 64GB storage option. Do any of these numbers surprise you guys? No, because we see that every day. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do you sell? Well, let me rephrase that. I feel like more times than less, we are selling a iPhone 11 at 64 gigs. Mm -hmm. And people realize that like 64 gigs, yeah, it's a decent amount for a lot of people. But if you're starting to have these more powerful phones and, you know, the the higher tier phones, you're going to need to go to the bigger size. And yeah. people get that. And so you're, I know that I've sold way more 256s than I, you know, ever did when the XSs were out in the XS Max and, you know, the XRs and stuff like that. Yeah. The, it doesn't surprise me on the 11 at all, but yeah, I mean, I, I see it every day. I mean, we're still, even at this point, we're still selling, I feel like I'm selling more 256s, especially like people that are coming in and looking for um, like international phones. Mm -hmm. How many times do you get asked for a 256 international phone? Awesome. Of course, that we don't have, right, but of it's course. like, that's just such a, you know, kind of like the newer, newer standard. I feel yeah. that most people are trying to go for, which sadly we just don't really have um, but yeah i think definitely people are starting to go towards that yeah that is true like even moving to um like even even compared to last year like you said i feel like people are looking whenever they're at the pro series already when they're at that pro price point um i've, I've recently adopted like top down selling a little bit more like i've kind of looked at how i sell phones to people and like we don't make commission obviously but um, I do think people benefit from having a higher storage capacity mm -hmm. versus a 64 gig. And so like, I'll start out the price points with a 512, the 256 and the 64. And like, even with, with that aside, I feel like people ask for the 256 more this year for some reason than yeah. they have in the past. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even, even my own tactics aside, like I've, I've noticed that trend as well. I, I think some of it has to do with like, you're, you're looking at people that are starting to come um, from like a, a 16 or even like a 32 gig yeah. and they're like, Oh, 64 isn't really like that much. Yeah. Um, might as well go up to the next step. Cause I think there's a lot of people that, you know, 64 has been like the, the high, higher standard for, for a long time. And now people, if are like, you have well, like a three-year-old phone or so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And now they're like, well, that's not really, mm -hmm. that's not like the, and a lot of people's perception that might not be like standard anymore. It might be the 256 or the 128. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. The only thing I am surprised about is that 69% of all phones were the 11 series. I did think that number would be higher. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, I personally haven't sold that many of last year's models' phones Yeah. Uh, over the 11s because the 11s are better and it's just $100 more. Like, it's not a yeah. not a huge difference in it. I mean, maybe when they first launched and you couldn't find one. Yeah. Uh, I might have went back down. But. So real quick before you before you launch in a little bit more, um, I don't think I mentioned in there, but the iPhone XR was actually the second most popular phone like out of all of them that sold was the 10r that doesn't surprise me yeah, yeah and like i said it doesn't really like it doesn't surprise me but i just personally didn't i didn't see it personally. same same because um, like they, they've been going out of stock too yeah, recently and we're one store out of a whole country yeah, right? so, yeah. Whole, whole world yeah and but as far as like the storage size it doesn't really surprise me i don't know if i'm on the same line as you though with the fact that like the 64 just isn't a big enough jump I think it's the fact that ever since the iPhone 8, 64 has been the standard, like, small size. So if you've had an 8 and you keep upgrading, you're just at the point now, you're out of storage. For, right. If you move True. from the 8 to the 10 to the 10S, like, 
you don't have 64 gigs. You need to make that jump now. Whereas if you're rolling with the 11 series, things like that, you're probably you're not a big user of your phone either, which is what kind of Apple did to distinguish two. Is like yeah. if you're a heavy phone user, use it for the most flashy features. You're gonna need the Pro, the Pro Max. You're gonna need right. this large storage size. But if you have the 11, you're just it is more or less just a phone. It's like, it's reinforcing a price point. Yeah. People are buying that for the price point. Yeah, and it's just one of those things like it just it makes sense. Everything yeah. makes sense the way it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that's one of my difference thing between uh, what you said, Evan, was I think it's just the fact that like sixty four gigs just isn't enough because you've been rolling with sixty four for a little bit. Yeah. Not necessarily that it was not a big enough jump from sixteen or thirty two. Yeah. Another thing. That, uh, sorry, I didn't mean no, to cut you good, off. Good, Another good. thing I've noticed with uh, selling the Pro Series is like one of the big pushes is the camera, and obviously you, if you're selling a phone based on the camera, people are going to take photos, and so my favorite thing to do when I'm when I'm selling them because most people probably do need more than 64, um, and they probably don't want to mess with want want to mess with cloud storage, and so what I'll do is I'll look at their existing storage usage. Yes. And I'm sure you guys do this too. Mm-hmm. And you'll say, "Hey, you're using 40 gigabytes of like photos on your phone, or you're using a good amount of photo uh, storage on your phone." So like, you have a, I don't know, an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 6. You're gonna have this phone for another three or four years. Don't you think within that time period you're gonna, a, want to transfer your existing photos over, and b, want to take a bunch more photos on this really good camera? Mm-hmm. So that's an easy way to kind of like get people to realize, hey, 64 probably isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And like. One thing I know that it's like one of the worst feelings is going through like a whole activation after, you know, talking with the customer and saying, hey, look, you know, if I do transfer all of your stuff over, you're going to be very limited in what you have left uh-huh. or it won't even be enough. Um, and they, they push they're like, no, 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 I, you know, we have to go with the 64. Yeah. And there's nothing better than sitting there after the full activation and you can't transfer their stuff because Ugh. they don't have enough space. Yeah. Like, you want to say I told you so, um, but like you can't because that's one, the closest you get at that job. Exactly, exactly. You can't because one, that's not professional. But of course, that's not what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, of course, you go through the steps to to get their, you know, them that next step up. Um, but I feel I don't know. I feel like Apple should really start pushing that two fifty six and that one twenty eight because I feel like we're going to start to see a trend of people just starting to leave sixty four and yeah. I mean, they're and almost it, forced essentially. Right. And another thing I tell people too is like. I don't use a ton of storage on my phone, but I say my phone came with 256 gigs and I never have to worry about it. And that Mm -hmm. is the most like ease of mind thing ever. Like you just never have to think about how much storage you're using, which is awesome. Um, Another question I just thought of, uh, do you guys think that the new iPhones will, will move up to 128 or do you think we'll still have a base storage 64? So I, a couple of episodes back, I said that they would lean towards that. Hmm. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, we were talking about the iCloud storage, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if they moved their base model up to 64 either, mm-hmm. uh, up from 64. But uh, I could see either way. I could see like still waiting a little bit, but there's also a bunch of rumors out right now about like a 5G-capable phone and up enhanced 120-hertz screen. So, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe I wouldn't be... like. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Like, if they stuck with 64 gig, it wouldn't surprise me. If they move up to a 128, I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah. yeah so, I would I would lean and hope that they would do the 128, but I think the Apple move is keep 64. If anything, I think they'll put whatever the successor to the iPhone 11 is. I think they'll probably make that a 64, and then I think they'll make the higher one a 128. Yeah. I know, but I, I I could just imagine the outrage of like all those tech videos I watch, um, all those YouTubers. Everybody's like, I can't believe Apple's putting 64 gigabytes in 2020 phone. Like, I 
I don't know. Internally, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do that. But it's that would be an Apple move. Yeah, that would be an Apple move. I mean, like we're we're at a stage where like we are starting to see, you know, every every single you know the, the better pictures get and stuff like that. Of course, it's going to take more space stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm kind of where Zach is. It's like. It, I wouldn't put it past them if they didn't, but this would be the generation and this would be the time for them to finally make that move right. with all of the the new features they're having with it with the new yeah. iPhone. So it's like, and what if they just what if they came out with some stupid like we're giving you eighty seven gigs of storage like just some yeah, dumb in between just because like f you that's why uh, that'd be fine <laughs> that'd be funny. All right, let's move on to our feature story uh, tonight. So <laughs> this one's titled "How to Shoot Yourself in the Foot Pixel Four A." So the, uh, the information comes to us from AndroidPolice.com. So I, I wanted to give ourselves a break after the unrelenting coverage leading up to and after the release of the Pixel 4, uh, but I feel we can no longer keep silent on the continued leaks of Google's newest smartphone, the Pixel 4a. Uh, so from Android Police, and this was kind of an opinion piece, um, so I'm going to quote them directly. Quote, by far the biggest problem Google faces is cannibalizing its own sales. Any improvement over the existing 3A is going to place it in even more direct competition with the Pixel 4, and short of folks sold on the idea of face recognition and hand-waving music controls, I think it's a comparison the Pixel 4 is likely to lose. Worse, if the price for any of the 4A models rises, then it would place the 4A in direct competition, not not just in terms of features, but in price, and that could result in disaster for both phones. I'm not sure if the anticipated distinctions between the Pixel 4 and 4a, primarily the telephoto camera, uh, facial recognition, 90Hz display, and a spec bump, will be enough to justify the difference in most consumers' minds. So question to you guys, what, if anything, could Google improve upon the Pixel 3a that wouldn't completely destroy sales of the Pixel 4? And I wanted to just mention real quick before I, uh, before I let you guys answer that... Um, they mentioned price point a lot because they did mention that the Pixel 4 is frequently discounted like 200 bucks off. So it's usually around like a $600 price point. So that's why they bring up that point. But again, what could they improve upon the 3A that wouldn't completely destroy sales for the 4? That's tough. The top two I would say would be give us that that, <clears throat> that Google camera chip. Like put mm-hmm. that in there and then wireless charging. I think hmm. yeah. I think you could have a good 4A sale and still like keep out your 90 hertz display, use your military processor in it, and like leave out the facial recognition. Because then like those are big steps that make a flagship phone and a non-flagship. Yeah. So and I guess a wireless charging kind of would be too, but that's the biggest thing where people are like, oh man, if only the three had wireless charging, like. It's not that much more of a tech now. Like that's a good point. I never, I didn't think about that. I was, I was trying to think of ones as I was putting that in the notes, and that never even crossed yeah. my mind. I think if you give, yeah, put that Google chip in there, and then wireless charging. I think it'll be a good phone, but then there's still enough of an improvement where you'd still want people to go to the four. Yeah. Huh. What do you mean by Google chip? So Google has, I forgot the name of it, and we we mentioned it. It's like yeah, second or third episode. But in all the flagship series, they have an extra chip in their front-facing cameras, and that's why the front-facing cameras are just incredible, because they have this extra chip in them that help like distinguish people's faces mm. and different objects and things, and they only put it in their flagship phones, and they take they took it out of the three A. It's um, called the Pixel Visual Core. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
Huh. Oh, that's good. So put that in there in the wireless charging. I think you can still have two two phones that they will be competitive with each other, but it's going to drive sales for both with what fits what person's needs. Yeah, that's a good point because, uh, cause, yeah, the 3A series was their the big reason a lot of people love it is because uh, a lot of reviewers love it, I should say, is because one, the camera, like the can, it's it's using the same sensor as the Pixel Three, but without that visual core, mm-hmm. which does some of that after uh, the, the post processing and some of that other stuff. Um, and the other thing it does too is it has that really clean build of Android software. So I mean, the camera alone at four hundred dollars is like what drives that people to that phone. So yeah, mm-hmm. if they if they just improve the core on it a little bit, improve, improve the post processing, and then uh yeah, wireless charging that's an interesting one. I not think of. I don't know. What do you think they could add, Evan? See, I don't know. Like, ultimately, what you said is is spot on and perfect. Because if you if you take a step back, he's like, of course. I know. <laughs> if you take a step of course, back, yes. And look at like, if they improve the battery, screw the four, right? Because <laughs> the battery already Just, sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you go with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you when you look at all the features, if most of them are there, you know, then then you know, and maybe you add something or improve something, then already it's beating the four. Right, right, exactly. So in this case, I don't think, at least in my mind, I don't think I can think of anything else other than what you said. Like, that was spot on. If you ax the wireless charging or stuff like that, then, yeah, I mean, there you are. You do have that phone that steps down from quote-unquote flagship. Um, I don't know. That's tough. I think the only way for Google to truly redeem themselves in this whole process is to, like, just launch Pixel 5. Start fresh. <laughs> yeah, just straight up. <laughs> just like or, that, or just accept the fact that the four sucked. Like, yeah, it just well. It. Okay, let me put it this way: the four did not suck, but it was crippled by a battery. Everything else on it, like, and I said in my review, everything else on it was great. I love the software. I love the camera. First and foremost, it was amazing. But it's it doesn't matter if you can't get through a day on it. So right. I think they should almost just kind of count their losses for it. If they actually want to get serious about hardware. They should make the battery a top priority for the 4A and then just go go all in on that and make a really great camera, a really good battery, and a clean software experience at $400 mm-hmm. and just kind of like kind of regroup for the Pixel 5 and, and fix that. But um, yeah, I think besides cutting some huge sales on like Verizon and like uh, or whatever other carriers carry it, just like accept that the 4 is just done. Like it's, it's, it's not going to be the the winner they thought it was going to be. I mean, it's like just looking at like the sales that go on, it's kind of sad that they have to push these huge $200, $300 sales, you know, for someone to finally buy this phone. Yeah. They flopped. I remember yeah. asking whether, where we had the, the segment of like a uh, flop or whatever. And they, <laughs> yeah. they definitely did. This was not the move this year. Yeah. The only thing um, I could really think, and this would still cannibalize sales of the four. So it doesn't even really answer the question. Um, the only thing I could think about seriously improving upon the 3A would be the uh, screen-to-body ratio. Is like up that a little bit, make it look a little bit more modern. Maybe give it the body frame of the Pixel 3, because mm-hmm. um, the Pixel 3A was even a little bit chunkier than that. Mm-hmm. So if they just push it out a little bit, make the screen look prettier. Uh, all the leaks that I've seen show it with like a hole punch camera, and they show it almost completely bezel-less. I doubt. I doubt that's what they get yeah, to. Yeah, I can see I don't, that. I, with the then chin I think that the four aesthetically has, that, yeah. Well, I think aesthetically that make the 4A even look better than the 4A. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, That would just completely demolish their sales. Yeah. So. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Is like anything you can do uh, like concretely that's going to make it better than the 3A is going to hurt the 4 sales. Absolutely. Because, yeah. I mean, even if, like you like you said, slap in a different chassis that's it's more of a, you know, uh, aluminum, you know, style versus like that plastic 
Yeah. That's a huge upgrade. Yeah. That's just something that's aesthetically pleasing for a lot of people. And then, you know, it's it's worth having those sales when you can have that phone and you can have the confidence of the quality of the phone, you know, at mm-hmm. a better price. Right. Also, there's a – this is kind of funny. We, we've pushed this story off, like, a couple times yeah. now. <laughs> and every single episode before we begin, it's always at the top of our show docs and everything. I'm like, yeah. man, the 4 is going to be such a good phone. And we just talk about how good of a phone it's going to be because, like – Compared to the four, it's gonna be a good phone. Yeah. Compared to the three eight, it's gonna have to get better. Yeah. Um, and I, like I go back to like what I said, like I don't even know if you have to improve the battery. You can shove the same battery in the four, just don't use a ninety hertz display. Yeah. And give it the capability to charge wirelessly because you still might have to charge it every mm-hmm. now and then. Uh, but like yeah, just the nine hertz display and the face recognition and all that, like all that extra flash stuff that would actually drain your battery, just leave that out, and you're gonna have a good selling phone. True. So, question to you then, Zach. If... No, I'm not getting it. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Let's end that discussion right now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I knew where that was going. I shut it down before you could finish it. <laughs> Zach gets the Pixel 4a? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Ultimate clickbait. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the Phone Buzz podcast. The show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z. And give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Have a good night. Bye. Peace. Bye.